Hello, welcome to our fifth masterclass of this week. Thank you so much for joining. This has been a really fun ride. If you have listened to the recordings or been to the workshops live, I'm so happy that you have been a part of this. It has been just really fun to dive into different subjects. So if you are listening to this after the fact on No More Mr. Nice Guy, the podcast, hello, sending love through the airwaves. Today, we are talking about a subject that podcast listeners love to hear about, overcoming nice guy syndrome. Let's dive in. How do you know if you're a nice guy? You may have heard me before talk about nice guy syndrome. What it actually is, is a pattern of beliefs that create certain behaviors. Just like imposter syndrome is a pattern of beliefs that sounds like I'm a fraud, everyone's gonna find out that I don't know what I'm doing, I'm in over my head, and we package that up and call that imposter syndrome. We package up a set of beliefs and call it nice guy syndrome. And those beliefs are, I need to put others' needs above my own. If I'm nice and agreeable, then the world owes me, then I'm owed love and belonging and to get my needs met. The nice guy exists in a transactional relationship with the world. If I do X, then I get X in return. And I want to upfront be really clear about the fact that we're not here to blame nice guys. Nice guy syndrome comes about from several things. It comes about from the socialization we received from society, conditioning from our caretakers and upbringing. And sometimes I notice nice guys are actually acting out nice guy syndrome in response to a disdain for toxic masculinity, wanting to just soften up so that they're not perceived as kind of that toxic masculine figure who has for many, many years been in the news as a villain in our society. So nice guy syndrome is programming and I have a lot of compassion for nice guys. They're doing the best with what they've got. And when we have a belief that creates certain actions that over time become our behaviors, our habits, et cetera. And when we are aware of them, we can change them. But up until that point, they're running unconsciously on autopilot. And what I wanna do here today is to help bring some of those behaviors to the forefront and give you my three principles for overcoming nice guy syndrome. And they are like the three biggest tools to chip away at some of these patterns. Why chip away at some of these patterns, by the way? Let's just talk about that. Nice guy syndrome keeps men limited. It keeps them from reaching their potential. It keeps them from striving for something bigger and greater. Being a nice guy, I notice often keeps men stuck in relationship dynamics that aren't serving them, whether that's a relationship professionally, personally, romantically, however it may look. 
Nice guys often do not know how to set boundaries and or think they're selfish if they do. And so they run around without boundaries and then are continually feeling compromised. Nice guys also think that because they're nice, they're owed. So their partner should recognize them for having taken out the trash or for fixing the garage door. Or their boss should recognize them publicly because they went above and beyond. And the way I like to describe that type of neediness is it's not clean. The nice guy's often coming from a place of neediness. So the actions that he's taking aren't clean. They're not truly from a place of generosity or care. They have strings attached. So another way that this shows up is putting other people's needs above your own in the hopes that they then do the same thing for you. But the nice guy overall is ashamed that he even has needs and is constantly trying to figure out ways to either shove down his needs or silently, secretly manipulate someone else to meet his needs without having to utter the words, I have this need, can you help? So we've talked a lot on the podcast and I recommend going back and listening to the episode, how to ask for what you want. We've talked a lot about what it takes to get clear on what your needs are and then how to ask for support there, which by the way is simply being in healthy dynamics with other human beings. Today, I wanna talk about overcoming the patterns that are keeping you stuck in this nice guy syndrome so that you can access what is on the other side for you. And here's what I have seen is on the other side of nice guy syndrome with all the men who I've coached. A shitload more ease. They often tell me things like, I'm easier to be around. My life feels more easeful. Work feels more easeful. And this is because they're not constantly in an anxious spiral of questioning, did I do the right thing? Did I do the wrong thing? In all these micro ways that are just taking energy. They also notice that they just have a lot more vitality when they're not in this nice guy, I'm secretly trying to manipulate you, they're much more confident in their communication. They're confident in their ability to speak what's true for them. And the word authentic comes up a lot. I just feel more authentically me. I just feel like I can show up more authentically. I just feel like I was a lot more authentic about who I really am on that date. That word comes up a lot when we start to shed nice guy syndrome. And the reason I give such a shit about this is because I've been in a lot of nice guy patterns myself. The whole component of needing social validation, that pretty much describes my 20s. I knew that my outgoing personality was, it was easy for me to lean into that to receive social validation because I was not validating myself. In fact, I had a lot of self-doubt, a lot of debilitating self-doubt and self-questioning. And so rather than facing that, I was just this outgoing, fun life of the party, knew that in exchange, I would get 
smiles and love and acceptance and belonging and party invites, et cetera, et cetera. And I wasn't actually ever addressing what was going on inside. And so that was just picking up speed until it really just all hit me in the face one New Year's Eve. And that is a story for another time. So overcoming nice guy syndrome really is a portal to a new MO in your day-to-day. I had a client session this morning and we were talking about all the amazing progress that she has made in the last eight months. And one of the things that she said was, I realized I didn't need to go anywhere, meaning like blow up her life, move, change careers, et cetera. She said, I realized I didn't need to go anywhere. I just needed to get correct about the story of who I actually am. The work of overcoming nice guy syndrome is the process of getting correct about who you actually are. When I start working with nice guys, they have a very low sense of themselves in at least one category of life. Sometimes there's categories of life where they're thriving and they are excelling. And then maybe in their partnership, they really just do not feel that they're connected to their personal power. Or it could be in their family dynamics, they don't feel connected to their personal power. This work, both coaching and these three tools, really foundational principles that I'm going to share today, they are the access points to moving into a deeper sense of your power, which by the way, already exists. We don't need to go run around and find it. It exists within you and is simply waiting for you to tap into it. All right. Given that, here are these three principles. Okay. The first one is say no when you mean no. Say no when you mean no. I'm going to write this on the board. Saying no If that's what's true for you, whether it's to a friend's request to help you move on the weekend, whether it's to additional work for a project, whether it's to a date and someone has asked you out, if your true answer is no, saying no is a gift for everyone involved. This often is hard for nice guys to swallow. I coached a man who regularly stayed at the office until 9 p.m. missing family dinner because he never wanted to leave before he had responded to everything, every last email, every Slack, every text. And when I asked him why, he said, well, I don't wanna be the asshole leader who ignores people. And so to avoid anyone potentially thinking that he's an asshole, which by the way, is attempting to subtly manipulate other people's thoughts. He compromised what he actually wanted, which was quality time with his family. This is an example of nice guy syndrome playing out. We, when we implemented this foundational principle, 
we realized that him staying past 6 p.m., even if it meant he had 25 unanswered emails, was a better fit for him given his priorities, which was more quality family time. And that meant he needed to say no, even say no to himself, as in, no, I'm not going to stay longer. He needed to say no when he meant no. Now, you might be asking yourself, how the hell do I know what's a no and what's a yes? Your brain doesn't need to know. This is an opportunity for you to connect to your gut feeling, to your intuition. If someone asks you a question and it is not a hell yes, close your eyes and tap into, is this a yes or a no for me? And see what comes up. Simply see what comes up. One way to recognize the answer that's coming from within is, does this feel more expansive in my body? Does it make me feel more open? Does it make my shoulders go back? Does it make me feel more open to the world? Or does this feel contractive? Does it make me closed off? Does it make me feel smaller? A no tends to be closed off and a yes tends to feel more open. So you can start by simply recognizing the signs of your body. Saying no when you mean no, if this has not been a habit for you in the part of your life where nice guy syndrome is playing out, this might be uncomfortable at first and that's okay. It's okay to feel uncomfortable. It's okay to say that to the other person. Hey, this is actually really hard for me to say and I would love to give you a yes, but this is a no for me. Or I'm actually really nervous to say this to you because I would love to help, but it doesn't work for me this time. There could also be something that sounds like, hey, I'm not, av I'm not available this weekend, but I'm available next weekend. Clear is kind. So another thing that I noticed from nice guys is they never actually wanna use the word no. Often when I'm having a conversation about coaching with someone who's experiencing a lot of nice guy syndrome, if they don't want to sign up with me, like it's not the right fit, it's not the right time, whatever, they rarely tell me no, but they'll say, I mean, maybe we could talk about it again next week or in a month. And I often lead them to an empowered no so that they can have the experience of knowing what that feels like. And knowing that nobody died when they made the decision that was right for them, even if it was a no. So saying no when you mean no, even if it's uncomfortable, is a portal to greater authenticity. All right, that's the first one. The second, figure out what you want. Writing this down. Nice guys often put everybody else's needs and expectations and preferences above their own. Sometimes to the point that they don't even know what they actually want anymore. When we're not connected to our true wants, we feel disconnected in life. When I talk to somebody who is at a place where they're just going through the motions and they're just coasting and I ask, well, what do you really want? they're often stunned and their first response is, I don't know. 
because the simple act of just going through the motions in life means that they're disconnected from their true desires because that sense of just kind of being numbed out and disassociated and just doing what you need to do every day is at odds with really knowing what you desire and moving in that direction. Figuring out what you want can be one of the greatest gifts you give yourself in this whole life. There is the book, I think it's Five Regrets of the Dying, written by that amazing woman who was a hospice care worker and now is an author. I can't remember her name, Bonnie something. And one of the regrets of the dying is not being bolder, not doing the things that they actually wanted to do. And there's nothing that breaks my heart more than considering being on my deathbed and having not tried or gone for something that I really wanted because I was afraid and or I never stopped to ask myself the simple question, what do I want? And I don't want that for you either. If you're at a place where you're not connected to what you want and you're used to putting other people above you, here's where you start a pen and a paper and you sit down and you start a timer for five minutes and you write at the top, what do I want? And you let it flow. It might be a second cup of coffee. Maybe what comes out is a piece of pizza. Maybe it's an African safari. What it do not judge anything that comes out of the tip of that pen. Let it flow and simply write what the answers that come up to what do I want? Even if you don't do anything, it does not mean that this is then a to-do list. What this exercise does is tap you back into your gorgeous fucking life force. That's what we're here to do. All right. So that's the second one. Figure out what you want. That's mission critical here. And the third principle is build yourself up. Nice guys outsource their validation to others. They want other people to make them feel good about themselves instead of doing that hard work internally. Listen, I'm speaking from very personal experience that that shit is not sustainable. It is like eating cotton candy. It feels really good to have somebody validate you in the moment. Just like cotton candy tastes so good. And the second you're done eating that, it makes your stomach hurt and your teeth are aching and um, you're still hungry. And then the sugar crash. That to me is how validation from other people feels. Whereas validation from myself feels like eating an amazing well-balanced meal with like farm to table ingredients that is just super nourishing. Why? Because validation from myself can come whenever the fuck I want it. And it feels true in my body. Whereas a lot of times when I was really hooked into needing validation from other people, sometimes it didn't even feel true. Like, Someone would give me a compliment or tell me I did a great job and I would just eye roll and still want that and still want more of it, but was also like, 
that shit wasn't great. So I was also simultaneously wanting the validation and then undermining it when it came. In a way, I was self-gaslighting because I wasn't believing that I was good enough. And so then any inputs that counter that when someone's like, wow, you did an amazing job on that project, it wouldn't last because I wasn't thinking I was good enough. And so then that compliment can't go anywhere. Learning how to build yourself up is one of the greatest life skills. And this doesn't have to be complicated. You've probably heard self-compassion 101, which is talk to yourself like you would talk to your best friend who you love to death. How would you speak to them about this situation that's coming up? How would you speak to them about a huge win in their life? That's how you talk to yourself. Building yourself up doesn't have to be this huge daunting thing where you, you know, 1000% perfectly edit the inner critic out. No, it starts with maybe one minute a day of recognizing the wins, your wins. And I don't care if you're at your lowest point in life, your win might be, I got out of bed and I took a shower. And I'm going to celebrate that. And I'm proud of myself. Or you might be kicking ass at work right now. And your win might be, I'm so proud of how I put this team together. Celebrating your own wins is a really strong place to start. And I recommend doing this every day. This is how I start every single client session. We celebrate the wins. Now, society has sold you Many lies, but one of the lies that's going to run counter to this third point is this. If I accept myself and I'm nice to myself, then I'll get complicit and lazy and I won't do anything. Does that sound familiar? That is total bullshit because the truth is, and what research shows is positive motivation is a significantly more sustainable and effective energy source. So many men believe that their self-critical voice is the reason they're motivated in life. And that energy source takes so much more energy to use than motivating yourself through positivity and a sense of purpose and contribution. Build yourself up actively on purpose. If it is one minute a day for the next week, you're already ahead of the curve. But pause and take a minute to celebrate your wins. And if you can't think of any, dig. Dig. I will not take, I don't have any wins. I will not take that. You do. And step one of building yourself up is finding them. So here are the three tools in our toolkit toolkit that we are going to use to overcome nice guy syndrome. And I want to hear how they're working for you. So the easiest way to get in touch is to send me a DM on Instagram. I am at Kath Brooks, K-A-T-H-B-R-O-K-S. Oh, good. I thought this might not be recording for a minute. Whoa. I am at Kath Brooks. Send me a DM. Let me know 
which one of these is working for you right now? Maybe it's two, maybe it's three. I would love to hear how this whole lesson lands. And also, if you wanna take this work deeper and you wanna make serious progress in the direction of your authenticity, ease, flow, and a shitload more excitement about your life, you would love my group program. It is called Awaken to Greatness. We start on Monday. It is an eight-week deep dive into you, into clearing out any of these self-imposed obstacles that are in your way right now. Get out of your own way. And doing that is harder to do when it's just us. So you will have coaching from me. You will have a group for accountability and encouragement. It is going to be a really rad container for your epic growth. And I would love to have you join. You can sign up via the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. And I would love to have you there. Thank you so much for listening and for hanging out. Such a treat to be with you. Talk to you next week.